I'm here with the Mobulous, Christine McKinley joining us from Orlando, Florida. Orlando, Florida, where right all of us in Boston wish we were somewhere in that state. Yep. Um, the happiest place on earth. It, exactly. Especially, you know, I think during the holidays, you were talking about your ugly sweater parties, sadly. Yes. Where it is too warm to wear a sweater? I don't We're understand. Wear a sweater. We're doing ugly t ugly Christmas t-shirt parties here. Is it uh, does it look like a sweater or what what I mean tell me more about that. No, it's, it's just too hot to wear a sweater. So we're just in like t-shirts. Um and you decorate it just the same. If you were to decorate an ugly Christmas sweater, you could you know, glue on the the ornaments and call it a day. But it's just too it's just too warm. Today it's 72. Uh we are I think we're getting a cold front, so it's a little rainy today. But um I understand that at this time of year, this is kind of when people from up north start thinking about relocating or at least getting a second home down here. So that's what we kind of wanted to bring to everybody today. Um because this might be the time that you're thinking about it the most. And when January hits, I think that might even be a stronger thought. Am I right? Without a doubt. <laughs> um, it is in a lot of people's minds right now as we've had two snowstorms so far. Wow. Up here, and it's, you know, barely mid-December. Um, you know, over a foot, some areas have had two feet of snow uh, up here in Massachusetts. And it's just too early and it's just not fair. Right. Uh, it's not fair. No, no. And that's why we have this program. Right. Uh, is a resource for those thinking of snowbirding to points further south, especially the Florida area. And today we've got an awesome guest who's been extremely patient with yeah. our technical challenges. Um, but it is, I'm going to bring her on here, Julia Ray. Coming on in a second. Julia. Yay. Great to see and hear both of you finally. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, Julia, you are joining us from where? Hollywood Beach, Florida. Hollywood Beach, Florida. So uh, as I was prepping for our interview today, I learned that Hollywood Beach, Florida is in between uh, Miami and Fort Lauderdale, correct? That's exactly right. And I'm actually yeah. sitting in one of the beachfront buildings right now doing this interview with you. Oh, fantastic. That yeah. is, well, I'm extremely jealous um, <laughs> right now. Um, so, Julia, tell us a little bit about, you know, Hollywood, the Hollywood, Florida area. I know you're not exactly in Hollywood. You're in an adjacent area. But tell us a little bit about this area. So Hollywood Beach, Florida is, like you correctly said, located between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. There are uh, close to 50 plus uh, buildings uh, from the luxury buildings to the mid-range buildings to the lower key and as well as some co-ops. Mm -hmm. So they go all the way on the beachfront line from Dania Beach, Hollywood Beach, Hollandale Beach, up to Sunny Isles in Miami Beach, down to South Beach. So we're all on the ocean front line here. Um, the pro-development mayor right now, um, you know, supporting a lot of new developments. Uh, we have close in Hollywood Beach alone, we have 
uh, close to 10 new condos, which is the third surge of the new development in Hollywood Beach. And um, mainly the population during the winter, some of them allow rentals uh, 12 times a year. Some of the buildings have no rental restrictions. Um, the rules and regulations of the condos are constantly adapting as the investors are requesting more and more lenient rules to be adopted. Mm -hmm. um, some co-ops and condos don't allow any rentals as snowbirds that want to occupy those condos don't want any rentals to come in at all. So it's sure. a very different market. Sure. So each building has their own set of rules and whether or not they can have rentals, whether or not, you know, owner occupancy rules. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Each building operates completely different. Uh -huh. Okay. Very good. And what do you think? Um, that's interesting. Here in Orlando, we have a lot of new construction also. Bill, I don't know if new construction is a thing up there. <laughs> Anything after 1935, you know, okay. something does not have a fieldstone foundation. Right on it. Got it. So in Orlando, we're having homes still built today. And uh, it, they're semi-custom homes, so the builder has the floor plan, and you can choose your options. So I'm thinking that Snowbird would have the same option down where you're at in Hollywood or in those beach areas. It's the semi-custom new construction units. They're usually... Um decorator ready units as okay. the developers are calling them so the potential buyer has the choice of the tile um you know the windows in the kitchen sometimes there are um maybe one or two choices but they do most of them do come without the floors or the closets and mm -hmm. you have the facing of the kitchen um a choice of appliances it, it really depends on the developer okay you know, luxury condos they come uh, ready. There's one new building in Hollandale Beach, Florida, that is being built, and it comes completely, um, completely ready with Italian cabinetry and closets. Wow. So, what is the luxury market there, and then what is maybe the more average price point for those buildings? So, the condos in Hollywood Beach, Florida, they range. At I mainly specialize in condos on the beach, beachfront and directly across from the beach, as well as on the intercoastal waterways. Um, so the condos range anywhere between three million and down to a hundred. I think the cheapest one we have right now is hundred and nine thousand for wow. co-op directly across the street from the beach. That's amazing. And even though you're across the street from the beach, um, there's public access or at least some sort of a view. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Actually, a lot of a lot of people do prefer intercoastal view because it's it's much prettier at night. Yeah. The ocean view gets dark, and uh, during the day, most people are spending their time on the beach, not yeah. looking out of the window at the ocean. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and now I don't know if you'll be able to answer this, or maybe this is something that we can get back to people, but. Is there a difference in um, maybe like either an HOA payment or a um, home insurance for being on the ocean versus being on the intercoastal? Because I would think maybe the salt spray, there's maybe more updating to do or, or maintenance to do with that. Right. 
Um, as a rule of thumb, the maintenance on the beach will be a little higher. And I do have those numbers as I do most of the work in condos, both on the ocean and on the intercoastal side. The insurance does vary as well. Um, it, it's just there's, a, there's not a major price difference in the insurance, um, although parts of Hollywood Beach, uh, some of the parts are part of the flood zone and some are not, interestingly yeah. enough. So it, it does play a difference in yeah. the insurance. And um, the hurricane coverage also would play a major difference. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the condo fee, just to give you an idea on the newer buildings, they can go as high as a dollar fifty per square foot. Um, and, you know, it can run you anywhere between $2,500 um per month and down to 223 that co-op that i mentioned to you um so the carrying cost or how much it costs the snowbird to hold the condo if they're not renting it out um mm -hmm. plays a major difference in what kind of property they will be choosing to buy absolutely absolutely what percentage would you say of snowbirds are renting their units out I would say from my experience, it's 50-50. So some people prefer buildings where you can rent 12 times a year. And um, some build most of the buildings have restrictions that you can only rent once a year. And very few buildings have restrictions that you can rent 12 months minimum, which because they just don't want to attract uh, short-term rentals. Um, we have in Hollywood Beach maybe five buildings in total that allow um, rentals 12 times a year or less. Wow, yeah. And now the, the city of Hollywood Beach adopted the registration procedure for every single unit owner to be registered with Hollywood Beach, uh, the city of Hollywood Beach to um, let them know uh, if they're planning on renting their unit and Airbnb actually now collects taxes mm -hmm. and sends it directly to the appropriate tax agencies. So we have a 6% tourist tax and a 6% Department of Revenue tax that needs to be paid by anybody who rents for less than six months. It's called a transient rental. Mm -hmm. And so every unit owner should register and pay those taxes. Mm -hmm. yeah, started that in Massachusetts last year. Mm -hmm. um, and Boston actually outlawed Airbnb uh, mm -hmm. in Boston. Uh, but that's great. You've got a lot of different options there. Um, tell us about... Um, is there locations on the beach that are different? I mean, is it north versus south, things like that, that people look for or, or should be on the lookout for? Yeah, absolutely. So Hollywood Beach, the, the adjacent street to Hollywood Beach or the perpendicular street, would I say, um, we are located on South Ocean Drive and the two main streets are Hollandville Beach Boulevard and anything north of that will, will be considered Hollywood Beach. And then you have a Hollywood Beach Boulevard and then it continues into Dania Beach. Um, so the closer, we do have a boardwalk area uh, which is very popular. It's uh, about, you know, a 10 mile um, uh, promenade that people can uh, walk on. And, and there's a bunch of restaurants and concerts. Margaritaville just uh, built a hotel there uh, about two years ago. They completed the construction of that hotel, 300 rooms with four restaurants and a property on the intercoastal as well. So... You know, I that's heard cool. about that opening. That's very <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Will they have um, ownership opportunities at the Margaritaville or is it just a resort? Do you know? 
It's just a resort. Okay. There are a couple of condo hotels in the area, yes. uh, very close to Margaritaville. Um, Costa, Costa Hollywood is one of those uh, built by the Canadian developer. Okay. About 300 condos. Okay. You know, that term condo hotel is new. Well, not new, but it, it was new to me when I started real estate here with Disney being so close. It is... It is like an experience. So they're each privately owned, correct? Exactly. And you have a choice of whether you want to rent your condo on your own or be a part of the hotel program. And um, you cannot occupy that condo for more than 150 days per year, mm -hmm. whether you are in the hotel program or not. So and it's, it's a hotel experience for the client. I mean, there's a lobby that they go into. I know that's how it is here. I don't want to speak for you, but... Um, you just, you feel like you're at a hotel, but it's privately owned. It's very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very cool concept and you get, um, luxury amenities and restaurants at your fingertips and yeah. you know, it's amazing. Yep. Yeah. And for the sellers, for the owners, you usually purchase them and they're fully furnished and then you can decide to, uh, keep that furniture or you can update it. You can get all new furniture, but it can be so easy as far as an investment opportunity for you to do that. Right, exactly. And and if you do decide to go on the hotel program, you have to furnish it and upkeep it uh, by the standard of the hotel. So mm -hmm. it's just important to keep in mind and you know, for, for the clients to know that if they're gonna be going into that concept. Yeah, people have a lot of options. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Are there, um, if, I guess one question I have is like, why do people decide on uh, the Hollywood, Florida area versus, you know, maybe Fort Lauderdale or Miami? What have you heard from from your clients that are? Um, it's a quieter, um, quieter environment. Um, you know, it's close, uh, equally close to Miami and Fort Lauderdale. And with two boat shows that we have annually going on, one in Fort Lauderdale, another one in Miami, Miami, see, Miami uh, itself and the port of Miami and the cruising is um, a highly desirable destination. We also have an Art Basel that is happening here since 2002. And this year we had over 93,000 attendees wow. and more than 300 galleries participating um, in the event. And what a lot of people do not know that um, the Art Basel actually starts in March and continues all the way to the Art Basel week, which happened uh, from December 1st to December 8th of this year. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. That's great. Fantastic. And is there a one particular building you see that offers, you know, the most compelling value for somebody who's looking to maybe not rent it out so much? Yeah, it really depends on the price range. Like I said, we have buildings that range, the average price range in the building would run you close to a million dollars. There are more luxury buildings that are um, like Trump Hollywood, uh, the average sales price in that building is close to $2 million. There are only 275 units in the building. So it's considered more of a boutique building with exclusive amenities. Um, and then we have buildings that are highly desirable for investors. And one of the buildings that I'm currently sitting in allows 12 times per year rental. The units run anywhere between, um, you can buy a unit as low as 250 and up to 700,000. And uh, there are one bedrooms, two bedrooms, very large floor plan, high rental rates, 
And what most of my clients do, they purchase it as a snowbird. Um, they have a private closet or they lock one of the rooms and they end up renting um, the second room or the, the whole apartment um, seasonally. And, you know, we have rentals anywhere from 30 days up to, you know, four months or six months. Um, and the type of clients who are coming here to rent, are mainly Canadians, um, very affluent clients that can afford to come here for four months in a row to, to stay here and enjoy the warmer climate. Mm -hmm. oh, that's that's great. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fantastic. It does. Uh, and I got to say, when, when a buyer is looking to invest in an area that is primarily kind of high-rise or mid-rise condominiums, it's critically important that that buyer gets aligned with an agent that really knows these buildings yeah. that knows them inside and out. And Julia, I can't thank you enough for joining us. Um, obviously you're, you're an expert in the area. You're an expert in these buildings. How can people get a hold of you if they're interested in Hollywood? Well, my phone number is 954-699-0282. And my email is julia at radiantre.com. That's R-A-Y-D-I-A-N-T-R-E.com. And that's your website as well, I assume. That's a website as well. And that's my Facebook uh, tag. So they can find me on Twitter, on Instagram under the same name. Radiant R-E with a Y, R-A-Y. With a Y, yeah. <laughs> Awesome, Julia, thank you so much for joining us. Christine, it's always been, always a pleasure. Thank and you. Absolutely, we look forward to seeing everybody next time on Snowbirding 101. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you for Bye -bye. Thank you, bye.